that's the advice I give to people starting out on a career, become known, make that your personal brand that you get things done and you'll just keep given responsibility and responsibility. Um, and that can open up so many, so many doors. How can a set of skills lead you down the path to success? That's what we're setting out to answer on the Ed Up Canada podcast. I'm your host, Michael Sangster. Join me as we unpack how leaders around the world have taken training and skills and turned that into a lasting career. Now let's learn together. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ed Up Canada podcast. We're here for another edition of this brand new podcast focused on learning more about post-secondary education in Canada. I hope you enjoyed our first episode if you're able to hear it. And we're going to have some more conversations today with a, with a business leader today. But as many of you know, we're talking to students, educators, political and not-for-profit leaders. And we're looking to talk to people about their real-life experiences, issues affecting Workforce development, financial literacy today, uh, decision makers, employers, and government leaders who are planning education's future in Canada. We're going to talk about mentors. We're going to talk about mistakes. And we're going to talk about successes. And with that, I'm going to take the moment and introduce a good friend of mine, Kevin McCarthy, who's uh, with Enriched Academy. But Kevin and I have known each other for 20-odd years, probably around Ottawa. Now he's in Toronto. I'm still in Ottawa. Uh, stuck in the, what is it, Alan Fotheringham called it, Kevin, the city that fun forgot. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> and uh, so, but 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 I'm happy to have Kevin here. Purposely chose him because I'm excited about some work we're doing with him at the National Association of Career Colleges. It is a continuation of something that's that's important in education. But Kevin's got an important voice on, on an issue around financial literacy. And I think I'm going to start there, Kevin, with with why, because... I think I know the story of why you got inspired about the need for financial literacy it comes from your time in Ottawa and maybe even a certain individual that got you inspired about it, but tell us why. Yeah. So financial literacy has been something I've always been passionate about, saw the need for, um, would actually go back even further. My, my grandfather gave me a copy of the wealthy barber when I was in, in high school and the idea of compound interest kind of blew my mind. But when I was in Ottawa working for Jim, Flaherty, former finance, federal finance minister, he had, uh, he was passionate about financial literacy. And that was one of the policy files that I had for him and I actually maintained it through the whole eight years that I was there, even when I was chief of staff, just as I knew how much it meant to him, but it also meant a lot to me. And so uh, when I had this opportunity, post-government, I worked at Scotiabank for five years, I actually ran a student strategy for the bank at one point that had some, a little bit of financial literacy. But when I had the chance to kind of join Enriched Academy, I knew the co-founders. Um, I, I, For a number of reasons, I jumped at it just because I think it's so critical uh, for Canadians to understand the basics around money. We're going to talk a little bit more about Enriched Academy as we go on here, but I like to start, we're going to have in these podcasts, three questions we ask everybody. Sure. So I'm going to hit you with the first one. And it's, it's, if you were able to revisit a moment in your educational journey, you could make one change. What would it be? Yeah, this is going to sound a little self-serving, Mike, but it, it's, it is true. If I had learned more about money early on, uh, honestly, my life would be very different. I and mean, again, I've got a great life right now, but I look at what we teach and, you know, I'm, I'm mid forties right now. I've lost a lot of years on compound interest. If, if I had kind of followed some of these, these advice. So it's so the number one thing I hear when I tell people like, 
why why are you not teaching this in high school? Why didn't I learn this in high school? So that would be my advice for myself. If I could change that, if I in my teen years, and that's what I'm trying to pass on to my kids, so uh, they don't they don't kind of miss out on that. I had on my bingo card. I had you would answer compound interest, so I'm not yeah. surprised you're kind of that kind of guy. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you 100. I wish I had learned a lot more about uh, lending vehicles, mortgage brokerages, uh, those kinds of tools that we use poorly in our lives, and how to put money to work for ourselves earlier in life. There's a lot of decisions I would have made differently. Yeah, so that's absolutely. A, I think it's an appropriate answer, and it does lead into it. Just so tell us about Enriched Academy. Tell us about what you guys do and how you do it. And, and who you do it with. Yeah, so we are uh, we're a social enterprise uh, focused on financial wellness for Canadians. And what I mean by that is we are a for-profit company, but we've got a mission. And that mission is to help Canadians with uh, learn about money. And we've got online courses, we've got webinars, we do live events, and we also provide coaching. Uh, so we are Canadian Canadian company based out of Vancouver, although our offices, we don't have a headquarter. We're we're, we're virtual. We were doing this before COVID made it, made it acceptable to, to do this. Um, and we don't sell any financial products. So that's another big, I'd, I'd say, distinguish factor. There are financial literacy programs out there. They tend to sometimes be supported uh, maybe by banks. And it's a bit more of a product push. So uh, those are some of the key differences. And then I say the key thing is we, we teach this content, which can be uh, challenging, which can be confusing which can be emotionally you know there, there's stigmas around not understanding about money we teach it in an everyday real language um that that people really get and it's engaging it's fun it's inspiring it's unlike anything else i've ever seen before it's a big part of the reason i joined the company when i was in ottawa i we funded financial literacy programs i i saw what was out there they're all factually correct uh but they were often boring and intimidating. So I think that's one of the big differentiators. If, if people come through our program or come to one of our live events, we'll see that um, we bring a certain energy to what can sometimes be a pretty dull topic of, of money. And you guys teach the teacher too, right? You, you, you try and broaden out that network of people. So you're not just teaching the person in front of you. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's one of the things like we've got very engaging content, but we learned early on, you need to teach the teacher, you need to have this as part of a process that the students go through, uh, or even the adults go through, because I like to say financial literacy is one of the easiest things to procrastinate on. Everyone knows they need to know this, but, you know, I'll do this when I'm older, I'll do this when I've got a better job, I'll do this when um, I've got a job, right? And the as we said in the first question, uh, the earlier you understand this, it can start putting these principles into place, the better. Okay, let's go back to you. Your own career, your own path. I, I know you're from politics. I've known you since. Forgot about the time with Scotiabank. But uh, if you're going to look at your own career, what is, what is kind of your own career path? What has surprised you the most? What are some of those decisions you've taken that have really paid off? Yeah, um, well, I guess in terms of what surprised me the most is honestly the variety of jobs I've had. Um, and that I, if you asked me in, in high school, I wouldn't have known almost any of these jobs existed. I didn't know you could have a career working for a politician. I didn't I guess even think about it, that there's just, you know, people supporting uh, the backrooms of politicians. And, and I spent 10 years between Queens Park and, and Ottawa in, in fascinating jobs. But I didn't even really know those existed when I was in high school. The job I'm doing right now, um, 
didn't exist, right? So um, I, I think that's one of the most surprising things. The, the job I had at the bank, I was at Scotia for five years. I just thought of the banks as these brick and mortar kind of, you know, the 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 branches that you'd go to. But there's a variety of careers you could have, and they're fascinating uh, within a bank. So that's that's for me been one of the biggest surprises and and positive surprises because I've had a variety of different roles. I think they've all led to this place and, you know, I've built on what I've done in, in my career in that way. But that's been probably one of the biggest surprises I, I've i found in my career. Well, you got a career highlight, like that, that something that was that moment in time. And, I, and I'm going to suggest let's, I think it's best if you and I stay clear of the income trust uh, decision, the Harper government took that so impacted my former employer that we joke about every time we meet. Um, yeah, I, I would say, uh, right now at this point, Enrich, there's, I think there's some, some still mountains to climb with Enrich Academy that might, like, might lead to that. But my time in Ottawa, um, being, being asked to be Jim Flaherty's chief of staff, when he asked me, I was terrified. I'll be honest. I was like, I, me, I can't be, I'm a policy advisor. I can't. Um, and, uh, you know, so he gave me a lot of, um, responsibility early on that I'll be honest, I didn't think I could, I, I was ready for, but you kind of grow into those roles um, or you, or you flame out. Unfortunately, I don't, I, I didn't flame out in that respect. Um, so I think that would be, you know, being chief of staff, I think I was one of the youngest chief of staff as to the finance minister ever. Um, so that was something that I'd, I'd say a career highlight. And then just, you know, we really got to, I think, impact Canadians' lives, I think, for the better in, in so many ways. And so being part of those, being part of those discussions with Prime Minister Stephen Harper, um, being being on the inside of some of those key decisions, it's, uh, uh, it's a humbling position to be in, knowing kind of the decisions that you are making and you're advising on are going to impact millions of people. Uh, but that's definitely, you know, a highlight for, for me. And I don't take it for granted. I've, I've been very, very blessed in that respect. You've been successful. You're giving back now in this role, which is part of what I like about the role I'm in. I got an opportunity to kind of work with these career colleges that are doing amazing stuff. I get to sit with community colleges and universities that are doing incredible things too. You work with all of those kinds of different partners with your programs. Uh, I'm interested to see what you're thinking about just workforce development these days or the job requirements that are out there or even the skills, if you want to make it personal for Enriched Academy, some of the skills that, that a graduate would have with your program that would help them in their employment or their work, their own career path as they go forward. But I guess I'll go back to that one point, though. Is there's something you're seeing out there in the, in, in, in career development that would be just a really, really nugget, nugget of advice for someone young getting started? Um, the, the advice I was given early on um, is be somebody that um, gets things done when they say they'll get it done. Um, and it, it's kind of a basic thing, like get, uh, getting things done by David Allen is one of my favorite books in, in terms of productivity and that. But it's a basic thing, a basic skill. But so many people I see don't have that. Right. Like they commit to something, they miss those deadlines and, and things like that. So for me, that's been one of the successes, I think, of of my career. And so this isn't, you know, I'm not saying anything about cutting edge. Like I think obviously important to kind of. <laughs> understand AI and things like that, but just the basic of being somebody that, you know, Hey, if I give this to Mike, he's going to get it done and it's going to get on, done on time. And if something comes up, you know, he'll tell me, Hey, this has come up. I'm not going to meet this deadline. So I think that's, that's for me, the advice I give people sometimes ask me, but that's the advice I give to people starting out on a career, become known, make that your personal brand that you get things done and you'll just keep 
given responsibility and responsibility. Um, and that can open up so many, so many doors. Was a, I was just taking a look to get the name, but it was a, a reminder. That's something I've actually struggled with in my career, taking on too much, not being able to say no. Mm. And then you get yeah. behind and then you get behind yeah. and you got to put your hand up and go, I need some help over here. And that's hard to do when you're trying to lead or you're trying to grow your career. I love the video. I had to just take a quick peek to get his name, but U.S. Nav, uh, Navy Admiral William McRaven, if you haven't seen it, but he's got one. Uh, if you want to change the world, make your bed in the morning. You've seen I, it. I've shared that with my kids. And I yeah. haven't quite been successful there, but <laughs> I love Yeah, they that. didn't get the message. I had the same problem. They didn't quite get the message that was if you do one good thing, no matter how bad your day is, you come yeah. home to a freshly made bed. You had a good day. And it's just a reminder to do one thing at a time, one thing at a time, one thing at a time. So that's, I think that's valuable advice. Um, you, you, you've spent a lot of time around the education sector. Any thoughts or anything you want to share about the sector in Canada, where things are going from your own perspective, dealing with colleges, universities, and career colleges? Yeah, look, I, I'm excited about where, where things are going. Uh, one thing I'll say that, um, I'm encouraged by is that there's an openness to more than just, I would say the traditional university. Like I went, I went to Queens. Uh, honestly, when I was in high school, it was for me, it was like almost the only path I was supposed to go on. Like these other opportunities in the trades and some of the other sectors, they were not on my radar. I didn't even really know they were an opportunity. And um, I, I think that's been one of the, I think, progressive changes I've seen in in what's happening in the education the entire career college space I'll be honest until I joined Enriched Academy I didn't even know existed um, and the the work that I see um, that so many of your schools and so many of our partners are doing um, to improve the lives of, of their their students is amazing um, and so so I think that I, I would say is something that um, for me in the last five years has been kind of a bit of an eye-opener in terms of the trades and, and I'm encouraging my kids to look at other opportunities they may well go to university if that's what they want to do but you know the trades is an unbelievable option right now and the need out there truck is, driving yeah tr exactly the, the, take a one-year cybersecurity course uh, at one of our institutions across Canada or at a community college or university. And, but you can get to work in a year and make significant income. We're seeing truck drivers making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. We're looking, we're looking for tens of thousands of them. And that's not going away. I agree with you. Those are great career paths that people can take. I, until I took on this role, I had no idea. Absolutely no idea. What led you to enriched? How did you end up there? You said you knew the guys or it's an interesting move to go from a, a bank over there. Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, I had a few people ask me. I was going from Scotia Bank and a very good role there um, that I had, and I think you know there was a real opportunity to grow there. Um, but I joined Enriched for for a couple reasons. Uh, one, I did Kevin Cochran, who's the co-founder, is a, a, a friend of mine. He'd been lobbying me for some time to to join him, and uh, the timing was just right in terms of they kind of were on the cusp. They had a, a few partner schools, a number of your schools um, were, were partners, and I could see where this was going. Um, it was also something, as I mentioned earlier, I was passionate about. Um, I like my time at the bank, but this was something it felt again, like I was getting back into public policy and there was a mission behind what we yeah. were doing. Uh, we were helping Canadians. Um, and it was also a chance to really be in on the ground floor. When I started five years ago, there were five of us. Um, so I was, I was leaving Scotiabank with 80,000 employees and joining, joining a startup really at that point, but it has really taken off. And um, I've been so excited and blessed to be, be part of this. 
Well, it's, it's interesting to watch the, the, the growth of your firm and the partners that you work with in our sector and the ones who get it right and how to do it. Uh, they're, they're giving a real reward to, to these international students and to our Canadian students that are attending our institutions. It's, it's a good education. I put my kids through it too, and they, they've enjoyed it. So um, one from your background, and we'll, I think we have to talk some politics today, but your uh, financial recommendation, if you had one for Canadians based on your track record, Department of Finance, Bank, Enriched Academy, if you were going to give a young student that piece of advice, you talked about it a bit, well, that one thing they could do. Yeah, so that's that's tough. One thing. I, I think the fundamental thing, uh, this and this isn't rocket science, um, and this would go for our governments too, is spend less than you make. Like it's it's bedrock of I, I think anyone's personal finance, right? You can there's lots of stuff on investing and things like that, but if you are constantly spending more than you make and constantly going into debt, um Budgets don't balance themselves, Mike. So, um, and you've got to do that yourself. And so that that's the the, the advice I would I would give to anyone um, is, and that that means you got to know where your money's going. You got to know how much is coming in. You need to know where you're spending it, um, and you got to make sure there's something left over that you can save and invest. Um, and that's the basics of of I would say the the key principle. It's not sexy answer. Um, you know, it's not investing in crypto or something like that yeah. but i think it's the the bedrock that everyone needs to know um you know it's, it's like physics right if you don't do that basic stuff it's like the laws of gravity if you're spending more than than you make consistently you're not going to be well financially i want to ask the question because i knew what your answer would be and um I, I agree with you and that goes back to those basics one of the ones that i struggle with is the level of math we teach in school now which leads to what you guys do in a way uh, we don't do enough. Of it. And I know that I had to send my children off to other means and they hated it. Something called Kumon at the time yeah. here and, and they hated it. And then they thanked us afterwards because it, it, it increased their level of literacy of math, basic yeah. skills. Yeah. We should be teaching basic literacy skills, which you guys are doing in high schools in some places. I've noticed yeah. Saskatchewan, and other provinces, you're doing work right in the provinces. Yeah, so we have three provincial partnerships, Alberta, um, Manitoba, and PEI. And then here in Ontario, we're in 20 different school boards. Last year, uh, we reached 230,000 students across um, uh, across the country. So very excited about where that's, um, that's going and, and, and growing. So I ask one more question for you that we ask everybody. Uh, could you share with us the one person who had the most impact on your life or your career? Not family. Not family. Yeah. Well, on the career side, I, I mean, this probably isn't a surprise, but it's Jim Flaherty. Um, you know, he took a chance on me at Queens Park. So I started right when I was almost out of university, uh, had a job with him when he was the Ontario finance minister. And he asked if I, you know, three years after that, you know, I helped him out on different campaigns and he asked if I'd want to come to Ottawa. And I, I spent eight years working for him there. He was just a uh, um, very humble man, um, worked extremely hard, um, but, and, and demanded a lot of us, but he, he worked hard too. And he gave me, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of responsibility early on, um, you know, for somebody that was interested in business and politics, you couldn't pick up a, a better place to be the, you know, connections I made with, with business leaders and, and others was second to none. And so, yeah, so he's, he had a, uh, an amazing impact on my career and, and my life. And I'm, 
forever grateful. He's one of those guys that everybody in Ottawa has a story about. Absolutely. He's around the political world and it spoke to his ability to work across the aisle and be a decent guy across uh, across the floor to everybody. I've, I've got a few stories, but there was the World Juniors were in Ottawa one year and uh, we, we were having a, we had a good, we had a suite, Telus was sponsoring the event and he wandered down one between periods and had a beer with us, chatted for a while, sat down, watched the end of the game, stayed there. He just had a couple of tickets and he had a buddy each game and they were sitting up in the last row of the arena and he kind of said, do you mind the, the box is empty for a lot of the afternoon games? And I said, yeah, yeah, come on. But he sat with us for the rest of the, basically the next 10 days. Always had paid for his own ticket, but he'd just sit down and he'd go out in the hallway and get his own beer or he'd go out and get his own hot dog because he didn't want any appearance of anything in propriety, but he just wanted to be a guy watching the hockey game. Had some of the greatest chats with him. Real, real true public servant, a lost our nation when we lost him. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, I hear that all the time, right? Like I, I and people preface it say, I'm no conservative, but yeah. I love that man. And I've got stories. I, I still hear it, right? I, I still hear it today. And that everyday aspect, I think this part, I mean, I don't think I would have worked with somebody for 10 years if, you know, there wasn't that obviously connection, but that everyday, like he would take, took the go train in from Whitby to Toronto all the time because <laughs> it was yeah. just more, it was easier for him than getting his, his driver to take, right? Like this, the everyday side of him. So, but it was not a, an appearance. It's who he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were, you were lucky to work with him. Any last messages for people around the education system? We're more focused on what you're doing with students to support them today. But I know you're an astute, astute mind on, on, on politics and the world and things that are going on. I don't know if there's anything you want to talk about post-secondary system or just what's going on around. Even we use that word post-secondary system, but what about just like the training, the job requirements that are out there, what you see with your uh, learners? Yeah. So, I mean, just w- with, obviously we're, we're our educators as well, but a very niche topic, but a very important topic. And I guess generally what I'm I'm seeing out there right now is there is a lot of financial stress, right? It, it's it's always been one of the number one stresses Canadians have. Um, but with with cost of living going up, with interest rates going up, with you know, we are seeing people come to our program that um probably never thought they needed this type of education. Maybe, you know, interest rates are super low and, and things like that that hasn't lasted. Right. And so I, I would say that's been in the last year or so, like I'm, I, I run our education division. It's a big focus of mine, but I'm being pulled much more into what we're doing with employers and employees just because of the the financial stress. So I'm covering both sides where we're talking with a lot of your um, member schools now about more about their staff, right? Like we want to create a financial wellness culture. So it's, it's obviously for your students, but it's also for your staff. Um, you know, you these, you know, your schools can't keep giving raises to match inflation, right? It's just not possible uh, fiscally. So um, our program can kind of help with with that. So anyway, that's one of the biggest themes I'm seeing. And I don't think this is something, um, you know, we went for a long time without inflation. I don't think we're getting back to, you know, those 0% uh, interest rates ever, uh, but definitely not anytime soon. You did say earlier the budget would balance itself, though. So that was good to hear that you were endorsing that kind of a theory of the world. You may have said the opposite. I have to go back. We'll have to go back and check the record. You may have said the opposite. And that was a little subtle dig you did get in, I noticed. Yeah, you didn't Uh, respond. I was impressed. Yeah, no, we don't have to to react to every comment. Uh, Kevin, I appreciate you being here. This is something new we're getting started on. I appreciate you being one of our earlier interviews. 
Uh, I think we're going to create an important conversation around different topics that are important to students. And if one student hears this, if one administrator, if, if one leader hears this and, and make, goes on a different path on their own financial literacy, their own financial wellness, as you said, uh, I think we've had an impact and that's what it's all about. Uh, one of my mottos in life is to leave footprints. And I think your organization is leaving footprints where you go. You're, you're, you're having an impact and that's important. And it's a good impact. So I appreciate you making the time here and, and joining us today. I look forward to the uh, next chance. Anything last thoughts before I wrap up? No, I just, um, Mike, thanks. Thanks for having me on here. It's, it's, it's a privilege and an honor. And just thanks for the work that you're doing and, uh, you know, your, your member schools are doing. It's, it's a real privilege of ours and Rich to be partnered with so many of your schools. It's really been kind of the, really the foundation of where we were able to start and launch. And now we're working with all sorts of other schools, but that um, a, a big start of our, our launch has been uh, career colleges a, a, across uh, across Canada and the work that they continue to do to help uh, their students is, uh, and it's great to just be able to partner with that. I, I appreciate the kind words. Uh, I think what you guys are doing is amazing. And I want to see you teaching employers. When I see you guys into high schools, it, it's 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 uh, quite heartwarming to see the impact you're starting to have. You can see the growth, and it's fun for us to be a part of it, um, and we look to be more of a part of that. So we'll wrap it up there, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ed Up Canada podcast. We release new episodes regularly, so make sure you hit that subscribe button so you know when they are officially out. If you love this episode, please leave a four- or five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts so that others can also discover how a set of skills can lead to success. Thanks for learning with us.